e-commerce landscape has transformed into a versatile and unique space, offering today's companies, large and small, an opportunity to increase sales and grow their business. This podcast offers an exciting opportunity for PriceBrider to unite and empower the e-commerce community at large by providing insights in a thoughtful and accessible way, all with the aim of providing immense value to brand manufacturers and retailers alike. Hello and welcome to the Price Spider E-Commerce Connected Podcast. This is our seventh glorious episode and the third in the e-commerce blind spot series. So welcome back. We hope you really got a lot of the last two blind spot segments because we think that they're very real pain points that many brands struggle with from an e-commerce perspective. So we're going to continue that series with the third in the series today. So as a quick overview, I'm going to quickly run through the previous 10. I'm not going to go into detail because if you'd like that detail, please feel free to go back and listen to those particular segments on the podcast titled Five Common E-Commerce Mistakes, recorded or released on April 24th. And are you making the locals only e-commerce mistake, which is just the title. There are five total mistakes in that wonderful, amazing segment with yours truly, released on June 19th. Well, we hope it's amazing anyway. So the previous segments were error code, dead links, main paging, poor link location, sales prevention, retailer count, locals only, no locals, D to C only, and open door. That isn't in any particular order. In fact, it is not in the order that they are released in the podcast, but that's just the order of my notes. So that's what we're going to go with today. However, that being said, we're going to dive into the next segment of five. The first one is pricing disparity. Pricing disparity on products across retailers, marketplaces, or price comparison engines. So price does matter. Controlling price is controlling brand integrity and brand value. Shoppers that find your product for 50% less from seller four than sellers one, two, or three will likely opt to buy the cheapest options, as most of us would do. So seller four is most likely an unauthorized seller and sellers one, two, and three are authorized. After a while, you begin to lose sellers one, two, and three, those authorized key sellers for you in your channel. Controlling price, controlling your brand, protecting your price, protecting your brand, protecting your authorized channel and customers is critical. You have to control the price. It really does matter. Um, And there's a whole series tied to uh, map policies, how to create one, how to monitor one, how to enforce one in other segments. But price variance is usually a really good indicator that you don't have control of your channel. Um, everyone likes to blame Amazon, but it is not Amazon's fault. Amazon is the probably the single best magnifier of the weaknesses in your channel. If there's holes in the distribution channel at all, they'll show up on Amazon and the price disparity will exist there. So use Amazon as a, as a really good way to take your temperature from a channel perspective to control price variance. If you can control the pricing on Amazon, you've done very, very well about controlling pricing across your whole channel. Ratings and reviews. Poor ratings and reviews or underutilized positive ratings and reviews. So shoppers can't touch and fill your products online, so they look for other ways or rather for others that have touched and felt it and buy based on their feedback. The ratings and reviews are crucial. They must be proactively monitored and managed. They must be properly utilized. This is a conversion killer if you ignore it or let the ratings and reviews sink to below you know, 
I think three stars is really on the bubble. You have to be at four stars, in my opinion, these days or better. If you dip down to 3.8, you really have to focus all your energy to getting back up to those, uh, up to that four point mark. If your competitors have awesome ratings and reviews and you don't, you'll ultimately lose to them because people like to be in good company. They're going to look to see how others, what others did, what did they buy, what did they like about the products that they bought. And if, if, if you have terrible ratings and reviews, and by terrible, I mean three stars and you know five reviews and a competitor for the same price or a, a couple of dollars more or a couple of dollars less has 4.5 stars and 3,000 reviews, you're going to lose to that competitor. It's just, that's just what's going to happen. Here's another scenario. If you have four reviews and five stars on your brand site and 400 reviews and four stars on Amazon, you have to integrate that power into your site. This is not a test. You have to fix this immediately. It's a critical component of the e-commerce world. Again, brands are in the, in the business of selling their brand. It's tough. I understand. There are lots of places to find ratings and reviews, and they're tough to manage across all the platforms. There's syndicated reviews. The list goes on and on. However, if on your site you have bad ratings and reviews, but at Amazon you're killing it, integrate the ratings and reviews from Amazon directly onto your site. Two birds with one stone and the power of Amazon and a click through right to the product page on Amazon using those ratings and reviews. It's a very big deal. Um, this is an important one more important than most of the other ones I've talked about. So tagging. Tagging is not capitalizing on a retailer or marketplace tag like Amazon's Choice, Amazon's Top Seller, Amazon's Best Seller, etc. Tags obviously favor the retailers, but you may as well use them too. If you've earned a Best Seller tag, pop it on your brand site, capitalize on it, make it work for you. Integrate it into your direct-to-consumer site. Let people have the option to know that you have a Best Seller tag on Amazon. Don't be afraid to integrate the power of your retail partnerships onto your site. Even if you are selling direct, place that tag on your direct-to-consumer site. Let consumers have the option to buy your best-selling product on Amazon through you directly, which might seem counterintuitive. Just make it easy for them to click from your site directly to Amazon to make that purchase or to Walmart to make that purchase or to Target to make that purchase or to insert retailer here. But take advantage of those tags. They're hard-earned, and why not use them? If you're doing great, let the world know it. This is another segment that's going to probably tap into uh, deeper, darker demons, but counterfeit and gray market. So defined, obviously, counterfeit and or gray market products found on any retail site or marketplace globally. This challenge usually derives from Asian marketplaces like, and I'm not going to mention any, but just Asian marketplaces. So, so much about this topic is 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 tough and it's a long-term, long-tail fix, but it's one that you can get in control of. You need to have professionals to help you clean things up, get whitelisted across all Asian marketplace sites, and more importantly, stop the distribution of those products once they're made from what we what I like to call fourth shift, where the same manufacturer that manufactures the authentic products runs an additional shift to create more of those products that are not under contract with the original brand they run that they run that uh, that force shift to create those additional products and then they sell them on the open marketplace to others for pennies to the dollar so this you know again we've got special topics dedicated to this particular problem and it's one that certainly requires dedicated effort from a professional like a Mr. David Howell from Howell & Associates. 
And we've talked about this in an episode released on January 16th, 2019. The title of it is Protect Your Brand, How Counterfeit, Gray Market, and Unauthorized Asian Marketplaces Are Disrupting Your Brand. Now, that being said, um, this is truly, like I mentioned, a war of attrition. So in a thumbnail, it requires an expert to help you fight the fight, as I mentioned. So you have to find and hire the pro. I recommend David Howell again. This problem requires nuanced expertise that your in-house counsel doesn't likely have, nor do they have the time or the experience to handle this. If they say they do, ask them to define what whitelisting is and pull up the link on the largest, pull up a link rather on the largest marketplace in the world to start the process. If they look at you funny, you have to hire a professional. If they don't know what whitelisting means, if they don't know how to find or begin the process of whitelisting on the most important Asian marketplaces around the world, you need a professional. It doesn't mean that your lawyer's bad. It means that your lawyer's great. Your lawyer's good at other things. Your lawyer's great at being your lawyer. Um, for whatever that means is an inside counsel, but you certainly need an overview from an expert like David Howell or others. This is not a pro David Howell segment per se, but I just know how this goes. Um, you'll save yourself a lot of time, money, and aggravation by hiring your pro and getting right into it. So um, I like to call him the exterminator. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Finally, clickbaiting. Presenting a great price in an online ad or price comparison engine like Google Shopping. Baiting the shopper to click. Leading the shopper to the retail site or marketplace only to find the price is higher than offered on the originating link. Now, this is nothing new. Um, there's nothing but clickbaiting online and, and many, many sources uh, to, you know, obviously to drive clicks to get the click high, the, the, the click count high. So this is about controlling your brand pricing online. Make sure your retailers, authorized and unauthorized, are following your pricing policies to put a stop to this. They'll all say it was a mistake, but we all know it wasn't. It's a multiple click process in order, rather a multiple step process to set up the feeds. So they're doing it intentionally. You need to get in front of them to stop them um, the right way using a map policy with consistent monitoring and consistent enforcement, administering strikes. And then, you know, assuming that your retailers are making the mistake honestly and then getting things corrected. Those that continue to make those mistakes, you got to deal with them in, in different ways. But clickbaiting is, is a big deal. So just to review for today, we have price variance, ratings and reviews, tagging, counterfeit and gray market, and clickbaiting. My name is Anthony Cavazzoli. I hope you enjoyed this segment as much as I enjoyed talking. Have a great day. Thanks.